Probably one of South Africa's most successful film producers ever, Anand Singh, with us tonight. He uh, just wrote an autobiography, not just wrote an autobiography. It takes a while to write an autobiography, but it's out. It's called In Black and White. Um, it's his life story. Anand, you're back? Yeah, I am. Hi. So, Hi, I, I want to ask you this now. Um, just putting a movie together. Uh, about a year ago, we had this crazy idea of making a South African horror in, in Afrikaans <laughs> and then realized how difficult this process is. Um, you made The Mangler, which I never thought was actually filmed in South Africa. Hey, Just confirming? <laughs> Correct. What? Where in South Africa did you shoot that movie? Well, we shot it in and around Johannesburg, and you know, it, it's we built those crazy machines and all of that, and uh, you know, it uh, it's quite amazing the creative and technical talents that we have yeah. in South Africa because Amen. it's world class. It's as good as, if not better, than you know most countries. So, uh, 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 and people need to understand. Uh, sorry, Anant, just just. Uh, if we look at our budgets compared to the overseas budgets, I think uh, Cry the Beloved Country, you guys made for like a quarter of the money that a Hollywood budget movie would be, hey? Absolutely. I think most of the films, even Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom, if you have to sort of look at that as a film that's made in Hollywood, it would be a hundred $100 million dollar film. Mm. Whereas I think we did it for... Uh, under 20 around 25 28 million dollars yes. obviously the exchange rate is a different story depending on the time but um it's quite remarkable what production value we can generate and that's why so many international films come to south africa to shoot so you you funded that one initially didn't you you put your own money into cry the beloved country well, most of the films that I've done, I've um, funded a large portion of the budget because it's very complex in uh, trying to have, you know, investors, etc. Because understanding the film industry uh, and banks are probably the worst of the lot. Um, mm. That, you know, it's it's not a sort of you make an item for 10, 10 rand and you sell it for twenty, so you've got ten rand profit. Movies could be. Uh, 5,000% profit or it could be a, you know, a 5,000% failure. Mm. So, you know, it's not a science that is easily understood mm. by commercial people and uh, hence it's, it's very complex. So now, now we've got an issue with cinemas, etc., COVID, etc., etc. So now uh, your return on your investment might be a jeopardy or not? Yes and no. I think the um, the cinema situation is obviously a uh, uh, a revenue stream that was very important to film. But I think what you have now is a lot of these streaming services are paying are spending billions of dollars uh, to make films for their platforms, and uh, that's where the sort of production uh, environment has migrated to, mm. and um, and it's um, an 
opportunity in one sense uh, because there's so many of them and people are actually watching a lot more movies now than ever before mm. but what they're doing is they m- migrating from what you would have had 10 or 15 years ago as quiet time when you know you were reading a book or you were uh, just at home doing nothing or having a drink or whatever now people are spending more time watching these uh, binge watching these series so i'm i'm going to ask you now to pick between your children like which of these <laughs> movies was the one that you went that's that's my that's my life's work this one Yeah and I think that you've hit the nail on the head there you know the, which one do you pick because every movie you go out to make you go out to make a great movie and sometimes they turn out well and other times they turn out badly so there's no like okay this is the one obviously if you have to reflect on it um post having made it uh Mandela definitely has a big um, a place in my heart because it took so long it was 25 years in the making because i was writing to him while he was in prison mm. to make a movie of his life and uh, and there were many failures many steps of um, challenges where, you know i've been through probably 10 <coughs> screenwriters uh, equals equally the same number of directors and finally you know we got it made and medibo is very um, generous in that he granted me the rights and when he did he said uh, you know don't bother me uh, i trust you because i said to him i don't know how long it's going to take i didn't think it was going to take 25 years but uh, that's how it was but most importantly he said show me for my weaknesses more than my strengths mm. and that for the filmmaker is great because most pe- people may will probably say well don't say anything bad about me you know so the thing is you know I, we we produce um, a couple of tv shows and there there are certain scenes certain things that we've done that i find difficult to watch again because um it's uh, it's you know you were involved in that whole process you were you every step of the way you were there and remember how much work went into it and that particular scene sometimes it's just that magic where it's all come together it's happening this is the moment now what what in your career was that one scene that you went this is magical <laughs> that's a very good question and i think uh, i've never thought about what is the one scene but i think um if you pin me down I, in in serafina um you know this was in 1991 we were shooting it uh with whoopi in uh soweto at morris isaacson high school um and when you know when we were there there's this the all the kids dressed in uniform here's whoopi and you know they they break into song um our father who art in heaven which mm. is the song version and um and it you know the choreography was magic everything was happening live you know because with musicals there's no forgiveness because you can't fix it later um and that was one of the one of the scenes that were very uh poignant because 
it represented so much of um, of so many people's journeys and all coming together mm. in you know in those few minutes. So the, uh, the big stars, you know, there's always this perception about them. Do you find them easy or difficult to work with? You know, straight through from Whoopi to to James Old Jones, Richard Harris. Uh, how, what was your your take on them or your your experience with them? You know, it's um, uh, with actors you get all types, like with people, and um, many are down to earth, very uh, accessible, very simple, and you know, and many of them are friends. But then you do have the challenging, difficult ones. Um, and case in point is Richard Harris, who you mentioned, um, mm. was in uh, *Cry the Beloved Country*, and at one point um, before he came to shoot the film. I was told that, you know, he's badly behaved, he drinks a lot, and uh, he's going to be a nightmare. So I called him up and I said, look, I'm going to come, uh, I need to meet with you, I have something confidential I need to get your thinking on. And he said, okay, well, you know, I'm in New York, I'm here for the next two, three weeks. I said, oh, I'm going to come to the U.S. around then, I'll call you when I'm, when I'm heading that way. Anyway, I sat with him at dinner and I said, look, Richard, I'm financing a large part of this film myself. I can't afford to have any challenges. I'm hearing these stories, but I don't believe stories I hear. I think it's best I talk to you about it directly because if, if this is going to be the situation, rather we stay friends and you know we, you don't do the film. And he looked me in the eye and he said, I will, I'm shaking your hand, I'm giving you my word, I will have not more than one Guinness a day, and uh, you will have no problems. <laughs> and that's how it was. Talk to me about uh, sitting and sharing a, a KFC with Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, I think the, the KFC was, by the way, I think, um, you know, he, I think Michael was uh, very uh, fond of, um, I guess, junk food. Um, but, um, you know, Michael, I believe, is a, was a very uh, under appreciated human being he was very talented we all know that in music but what i felt was his knowledge of entertainment of film of uh, of filmmaking and storytelling uh, was quite remarkable i mean when you think of thriller um, a large part of that vision was michael's and um you know and also the idea of um talking about Charlie Chaplin and you know so we had a lot to talk about because those were also my inspirations so mm. um, you know he was very knowledgeable and very smart and uh, and um, it was very sad for him to for for him to leave us at that early age when he was um, you know still getting going so many stories uh, Anand sings in black and white available now listen Anand thank you for the incredible contribution that you've made to the South African film industry. You're a, you're, a, you're a living legend. And we're looking forward to all the rest of the stuff coming. And I know there's a lot of projects probably in the pipeline. We're looking forward to them. 
Thank you so much, and thanks to your listeners. And, um, and let me know what you think when you read the book. Will do. Go well, Anand. Take care. All bye the bye. best. Bye. Bye. Anand Singh. Hmm? Let's go. Just to try soft test the community, mate. Says it like it is. <laughs> the Scenic Drive with Rion. Weekdays, 4 to 7. Jacaranda FM.